Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. Speaking of the last couple of years, I guess you could say that it could have been worse. <laughs> but I laugh because I think, but it didn't have to be, and that drives me bananas. Well, I have to say, like, you know, it was one of those things, I feel like that's what it's been, where, you know, just when you think it's going to get better, just when you think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it doesn't. But on a personal journey, be like, okay, we seem to be, you know, getting on better, or we seem to be understanding each other better, or things seem to be working out. And then it doesn't. And, you know, there's past episodes, we've been talking a lot about the stories we tell ourselves about how it's good until it gets bad, right? We're always waiting for the other shoe to fall. We're always looking externally for that validation to know that everything's going to be okay. And it really felt like when I was working through my karma on a personal level, my God, you know, it really felt arduous and torturous at times like just when I thought all right that's the last time I'm ever going to feel suicidal and then I'd feel suicidal again I was Mm -hmm. like all right this is the last time I'm going to feel bereft and then I'd feel bereft again or all right this is the last time I'm going to be I don't know perceive that I'm being ghosted or perceive that I'm being disrespected or perceive that I'm being rejected and then it would happen again and it gets really dark it got to a point for me personally when there were points where I was like I am out I am tapped out I cannot continue. I just cannot. I am exhausted. I don't have any light left to shine because it feels like the outside is trying to extinguish it. And it really was. It felt like I was going to hell. And once I was there, it was even harder because I was like, how the fuck do I get back out? Because I don't have the energy anymore to look for other people to help source me. I can't abandon myself in favor of someone else's affection or devotion or even attention Mm -hmm. but I also can't source it for myself in sometimes you know and then I was looking at it from an external perspective as well and I was thinking what the fuck is going on like this is meant to be the age of Aquarius this is meant to be 5d oneness like this is meant to be a new world (laughs) where's the oneness (laughs) where's the where's the peace where's the hope where's the light it feels like it's just getting darker and darker and darker. Yeah, you know? and um, at the end of 2020, it was really dark. I mean, we, I I can't even tell you the level of despair had pretty much reached. I mean, to be fair, I don't, you know, I think it still carried on into 2021 as we know, but the despair was so heavy. And there were a lot of people just deciding to leave because it just became too much. There was the feeling of, I know what I signed on for and it wasn't this bullshit. Even for me, I was exhausted. Usually I have an almost limitless reservoir of energy and I can do this work all day, every day, nonstop. And I couldn't do it anymore. The last hours of 2020 were empty. Yeah. I think we had just been squeezed out of I mean, everything that we had was just squeezed out of us by then. Mm. And there was just, and there was very little hope inside after. And so it was really like, okay, I know better than to assume that 2021 is going to be any different from this. You know, when we reach a certain stage of our karma, and I'm not sure whether some of our listeners would agree, but, you know, we're fine. But the problem is the minute you hang out with people who are not fine, all of a sudden you start wondering, should I be not fine too? Or you naturally just 
you know, we are all energetic beings and being around other people, we do tend to pick up on their energy. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a point I remember every time I left my house, I'd come home anxious, even though I wasn't anxious, purely because I just picked up on everyone else's anxiety. We were forced into a pandemic of fear. Yeah. And there's only so much that even a being of light can take. That was the problem when that this shift happened and everyone was saying, where's this age of Aquarius? Where's this 5D business? Are we in it already? What we were trying to run away from is, is this going to be like this forever? And that's what we're always trying to run away from, right? Are we going to be stuck in our pain forever? Are we going to be stuck in our disempowerment forever? Are we going to be stuck watching the world crash around us forever? And so what marked this particular period was really that the energy was and consciousness was high enough to enable the possibility for oneness consciousness or this age of Aquarius and stuff. It's not that, okay, you wake up and then everyone and everything is different and the world was going to look different. It just meant that the possibility energetically and vibrationally was then enabled. Which makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, as we have said and experienced, you can't just change your life from one day to the next dramatically because then it's such a dissonance between the two. You end up straddling both worlds. Whereas if it's gradual, then it feels a lot more natural. Yeah. And it's more of a situation of looking back going, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. Rather than, oh my God, my life just changed in a moment. For lack of a better phrasing, it begins and ends with us, right? This doesn't just sort of happen and then we just walk into it, right? It it is enabled because we help create it. Mm. Because we become that energetically and therefore it becomes an expression of us. But what we're really looking at when we're looking at the age of Aquarius and 5D oneness consciousness is that, and why this lifetime is so important and why we have this podcast and why we're banging on and on and on about get your shit together, deal with your karma because you've got shit to do. And it's not all about when are you going to meet the one and when are things going to get better and trying to outthink and outthink and figure out your shit that way is because it is this lifetime where we, where we finally have an opportunity to create a new world. And so this is the time when we really are bringing new ideas and technology and a way of being into our physical reality without wiping out ourselves, our civilization, in our entire world in the process. That's quite a task, which is why things look so bleak and dark as we do this, because there's a general clearing that has to take place in order to enable a rise in vibration. So as the old energy gets moved out, the new energy gets moved in. But that new energy, in order for it to really land and plant itself, has to come through us, which is why all that transformation has to begin internally with us. Well, I think it makes perfect sense, right? Like you can't create a new life for yourself if you're still buying into the old stories of the old one. Mm -hmm. If you're still being held back by your karma, you can't hope. If you're still being held back by your relationship to time, you can't be in the present. Mm -hmm. If you're still being held back by the belief that you're powerless and someone needs to save you, you can't wield your own power. So these beliefs have to be cleared. And then as they're cleared, 
new ones can come into their place, which allows you, or just the truth can come out, which is that you can be in the present, that you can live in joy, and that you can wield your power in order to make that happen. And that this shit will really work. Yeah. And I think once we're able to be in light as one, as us, and we're able to spread that light, then, and the more and more people do that, that's how we transform a world. You know, sometimes we think that we're born into the world and the world is the way it is, and we're just victims to it. When the truth is we perpetuate that world by buying into the rules, by following them, and by teaching them to other people. If we have done the work enough to understand how we can live in 5D, and a 5D is a mindset, as a being, right? As mm-hmm. shining your light, as being whole, as knowing that there is no separation or polarity. Then what we do in that is that we can show the way to others to do the same. So that when our children get born, they only know the remnants of separation. And when their children get born, separation is a big joke. Yeah. It was, uh, did it really happen or is that just a conspiracy theory? We are the ones creating the world simply because we are here. The world doesn't do it to us. We create the world. So unless we are shining our light, we can't bring light in. We can't wait for someone else. Aliens aren't going to come from, you know, from outer space and be like, here you guys, guys, waved your magic wand, sorted. God isn't going to come and do a flood and then have us all just like, recreate our worlds exactly as we want we have to do it we're the ones here because that's what it used to take in order to pretty much have a new world we'd have to literally destroy the old one empires would rise and fall civilizations would rise and fall i mean that's what we we always also thought we'd had to do within like personal terms this relationship doesn't work it's got nothing to do with my attitude to relationships it's the relationship so cut and run find someone else wait a second, it's exactly the same relationship. Maybe the problem is how I see myself and how I interact in these relationships. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe not. Let me just go find one more. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> in case. Let me test that theory. <laughs> it's the same thing. Well, actually, that like creating and restarting doesn't actually change anything if you're still even having a remnant of what it used to be. Yeah. So the only way to truly end what used to be yes. is to heal it. Yes. And that means holding it, right? It means taking a different perspective in order to be able to clear it differently. Hold varying realities, right? See Exactly. And so that's why in this particular lifetime, it's really unpleasant to have to do this. But rather than really, you know, go nuclear and destroy our entire lives, which really isn't, I mean, certainly is possible, but not ideal. We're having to witness all the pain we've created throughout all of our lifetimes on every single level, just like you said, either on a deeply personal level or a generational level or society or government, religion, on an economic level. We've had, we have to witness every single way in which it had been corrupted, had corrupted others, and has caused pain and contributed to our trauma. In one of the first episodes of this season, you were talking about how no one's ever allowed to make a mistake anymore. Oh, God. And the irony of it's it all... exhausting, by the way. Yeah, but the irony of it all is that separation was the biggest mistake. And we're <laughs> having to bear witness to how we really fucked up. Oh, yeah, And how we gave away our power to every single other institution and person rather than owning it for ourselves. And that when we tried to own it for ourselves... Mm-hmm. It didn't work. And that we did feel powerless. Mm-hmm. 
And it's hard to believe that there is a new age coming. There is a new age here, where actually standing up for oneself, embracing our power, leads to the pleasure rather than the pain. Mm -hmm. But in order to even hold that as a possibility and have that as a story, we must be able to heal the pain that came before. Otherwise, we will still carry it. We will still bring that energy into the new. And therefore, it won't be new. Yeah, because what we're really looking at doing is transforming on a cellular level mm. while we are in body. We almost always have to die in order to transform on a cellular level, right? Mm. And in this instance, it's not necessarily the same. No, it's not. But that's what's so challenging about this time. And to make the choice of entering the age of Aquarius and 5D oneness consciousness or remaining in 3D became very much a choice of life or death. Do I choose to live? Do I choose mm -hmm. to be free? Do I choose to embrace that I can have power because I've had enough power to get me out of my karma? Yeah. Do I choose to fuck the rules and choose me and choose love and choose light and choose pleasure and choose doing whatever the hell I want to do whenever I want to do it to the best of my ability? Yeah. Or do I choose to continue just trying to settle and survive? Or in, and do I also choose to have enough hope that things will somehow get better? in the near future, even though they don't look better at this moment. Yeah, because one holds the foundation of trust, that we're starting a new potential. Yeah. And choosing to remain in 3D in fear, you know, it holds that fear. Yeah. It, it keeps us trapped in our smallness. Mm -hmm. It keeps us separated from ourselves and our truth. And that prevents our evolution, which is yeah. ultimately what we're here for. Yeah, so, exactly. So as souls, when we stagnate in our growth and evolution, what happens is that that fear makes us smaller and smaller and it intensifies in us, right? It becomes all that we are. Exactly. That becomes our identity. That's why they wanted to talk about identity before. Because it's all we begin to know. Yeah. And then allowing that light in allows for the possibility that our identity could be larger than that. Which is also scary in itself, because again, that's the uncertainty that a lot of people were afraid of. Yeah. Because I don't know what lies beyond what I see here. Which is totally fair enough, because in mm -hmm. 3D, in our karma, uncertainty normally spelt more pain, normally yeah. spelt more disappointment. We associate uncertainty with not being able to control yeah. how much we hurt not knowing what comes next. How can we mitigate for something we don't know what we're mitigating against? It makes total sense. That's if why we ended up having to get pushed so hard, which was so unnecessary. I mean, clearly it was necessary, but in my mind and in my heart, still unnecessary, right? Mm. And that is what I found so angering, why I wanted to throw my pendulum half the time because I was like, it doesn't have to be this way. And not because I think everyone's so ready to step up and grasp oneness and really just needs to get their shit together. It's because I know that there were enough people who held that consciousness, yeah. but it was our leadership that wasn't ready. When you have leaders in place who are held in so much fear, they will use fear to keep other people in line yeah right it just becomes and another system of control why are you telling me what to do and how are you using fear to do that mm -hmm. maybe i don't need to listen to you i can make my own decisions 
And I'm not saying it from an anarchist point of view. I'm saying it from a, if anyone, anyone in your life, whether it's someone close to you or someone far, if they are using fear to keep you in line, there's something fishy there. And the thing is, we are here for a different story. We can't bring our shit with us. Anytime we are still using shame, judgment, fear, separation, polarity in order to control, govern other people, that's mm-hmm. that's not going to work in a world where everyone respects each other and there's an I-thou relationship and we're all living our purpose, which is always totally different. No, it's the antithesis. And the thing is, I get it. As I said, I do have compassion for it. Yes. Because everyone is just doing their best. Yes. Everyone is scared. Everyone's worlds are blowing up in their faces. Until we've dealt with our shit, we're all going to be forced to deal with it. And it's not because someone else is forcing us to deal with it. It's only our shit because we're the ones that carry it in our hearts and minds. And we're the ones that can expel it from our hearts and minds. Yeah. So no one else can do anything about that. The problem is, or we perceive the problem to be, is that at the moment, everyone's shit is coming up. So it just seems a lot shittier. <laughs> but you want to get out of it? Do you want to eject yourself from it? The only way to do so is free yourself of your shit. So then at least you can be alongside the people who are feeling, who are trapped in their pain and trapped in their victimhood. You don't have to be next to them. You can. And as we said in the previous episode, you can be lovingly detached. Mm. You can recognize, because once you're out of it, right, you can really see, you know what? It's not that person, it's their pain. Maybe it could be that person. You don't, you know. Your heart is pretty much the truth or bullshit barometer, as I like to say. So you'll pretty much tell if that person's just really a royal asshole. Or, you know what, that's their karma, that's their pain. Yeah. You can see their story for what it is because you were able to see your story for what it was. Yeah. But you are also storyless. Karma was the gift that allowed us to destroy our shit without destroying ourselves and in fact every single moment we destroyed more of our shit the more we found ourselves the more we allowed ourselves to grow into this huge incredible being that knew that they were totally powerful and able to fulfill every desire that crossed their heart's path that's the dream but the dream was all possible for each one of us all we had to do was vanquish the idea that it wasn't coming out of the karma or coming out the dregs of the karma or the last bits of the karma are very difficult. It's the final stretch, as it were. It is. It is It is really the point where you're... It, that also does become the, the life or death choice. Yeah. Because you are killing a part of yourself, probably the most familiar part of yourself. A part of the, yourself that thinks it's all going to blow up in your face. Yeah, or the self that is so used to different obstacles and challenges that this is how it's going to be. Mm. And that's how it always was because shit happens, right? Yeah. And it is really scary to cross that threshold. So in order to get there, in order to choose life over death, whether it's the metaphorical life over death or the literal life over death, you know, the 3D, 5D jump that we're really here to make, we need two things. We need a shit ton of compassion because We really didn't have that. We still don't have enough of it, I have to say. And it's a struggle because most of us, the majority of us, especially our generation and the older Gen Zers, were not wired for compassion. If they came in wired for compassion, many of them would not be alive. It would have been too hard. 
because we really needed those boundaries, those walls, that somewhat that disconnection in order to weather separation. But we really need that compassion because we need to stop perpetuating polarity. And that's where we come into the most expanded perspective possible, which is the second thing that we really need. And it's what you say. It's the final realization that we really don't know better. We don't have all the answers. Yeah, because maybe your enemy is more like you than you realize. You know, yeah. or maybe oh, for sure, right? Yeah, or maybe the person who you think doesn't necessarily have your best interests at heart, or what you don't think is a big deal really is, or vice versa. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we really, honestly, like the more I learn, the more I realize how little I know. There are <laughs> there are there are a myriad of possibilities and perspectives mm-hmm. per person. Yeah. I know <laughs> exactly. So then you multiply that out. It's- I don't know what someone else is going through, even if they've explained it to me, because they probably don't even know 100% themselves. I have no idea what's going on. Like, you know, the more I look at the news, the more I think, how much of this am I not being told? You know, yeah. things that happen in my life, and I think, oh, that means nothing. And then it turns out to be such a big deal. And then other stuff where they think is, oh, my God, everything's fine. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, the only thing we know is we know nothing. And so when we have the most expanded perspective possible, it allows us to accept that as reality, as in, maybe I don't have all the facts. Maybe I don't really know everything, you know? But I know enough to accept with compassion that this is how it's going to play out. And the thing is, we don't need to know anything apart from ourselves. And you do that by knowing yourself. Effectively, that roadmap to 5D, that move from 3D to 5D, we need to do three things. First, divest ourselves of our karma by confronting our fears. That's what we're here for. And if for anyone who's confused how to do that, season one, two, three, bit of four, but do whatever the fuck you want. And whatever the fuck you want is eventually going to force you to confront your fear. Even if it's a way to mitigate your fear. You'll get there eventually. You're going to get there. So it doesn't matter. Just do whatever you want. Exactly. Exactly. And the second bit, which does take divesting yourself of the karma first, is follow your purpose. Well, and also by doing whatever the fuck you want, the second you start learning how to follow your heart, when you're making choices from that conscious place, you're going to get to your purpose. You're going to learn what it feels like to Mm -hmm. be living your purpose, like divesting yourselves of your karma and confronting your fear is teaching you what it means to follow your purpose. It will happen naturally. And even if it doesn't happen as naturally as it would for others, because there are some who might struggle with that depending on their karmic theme. It could be a question of time, as in you really don't get to know your purpose fully until there's a bit more healing to be done. So if your purpose is not clear to you, go back to the karma. Go back to the relationship. Look at what isn't working for you because what some people will try to do is try to bypass one and do two. Well, if I'm living my purpose, then that everything else will fall into place. To a certain degree, it will. But if you haven't done enough of the karmic work... You'll end up conflating your karma with your purpose. Exactly. And then the third thing is brace yourself. As we've seen this year, the bullshit is not over. And again, it's not because I want to have some doomsday prediction. It's not like that. But it will still be a while before 3D ceases to impact us. Unfortunately, we are all interconnected in ways. Very so whilst we can move alongside 3D, once mm-hmm. we've gotten out of it, it doesn't mean that we can't see it or witness the bullshit 
the or the havoc and the disarray that it will continue to further cause because people really need to wake up. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.